0: So, welcome to Performer Stuff Pro Series, which is a collaborative forum where working professionals can share together their knowledge, experience, hopefully a little wisdom, but most importantly, their collective passions for live entertainment. I'm Mark Pawsey, and today I am talking with aerialist Alan Silver, semi finalist on America's Got Talent. Alan, welcome.
1: Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. So good to see you. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me on this interview. That's awesome.
0: Lovely to see you again, Alan. And firstly, congratulations on your recent success and uh, achievements.
1: Thank you so much, really appreciate.
0: So what was the first thing that came into your head when you heard that you'd earned a place in the semifinal of America's Got Talent?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know, I think I was in awe. For some reason, I just, I was very happy and excited. And I just, I don't know, because I didn't know if I would move on because especially this last episode was packed with talent. I mean, the entire season we have good talent, but this last episode, I was like, they put all the good people all in one episode. I was like, why did you do that to me? Because now I have to compete against all these amazing singers and dancers. And I was like, so I was worried that, because of that, I would not uh, go through. So when, they, when Terry Crews actually called my name, I was like, I was in shock. So in a happy way, and excited way. So I, I just could not believe. And I was just so happy that America voted for me and they liked what I did. And I pushed really hard to be able to, to earn that spot. So very excited.
0: I don't think they liked what you did. I think they loved what you did.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Performer Stuff was created to meet the needs of folks just like you, performers, educators, and professionals in the entertainment industry. At Performer Stuff, you can search our online store for monologues and music for your next audition or to use in your classroom. On our More Good Stuff blog, you can access hundreds of articles and how-to lists created just for you by industry professionals. There are dance and voice classes and workshops at PS Academy. Plus, you can download podcasts and shows just like this one, featuring performers and entertainment pros from around the world. Basically, it's an online community just for you. So check out the website at performerstuff.com or follow us on social media.
0: So Alan, what, what role do nerves play um, or what role did nerves play on the, the night?
1: Yeah, it played a lot. It was uh, it was definitely uh, uh, something else. I'm gonna tell you because of course you're nervous because you're competing. Um, I was nervous because I was competing. I was nervous because I was performing outdoor. Um, I was nervous because it was a new stage, new rigging, everything new. Right? Um, I was nervous because it was a new routine. Also, uh, everything was very new for me. So all of this. I was nervous. And then on top of that, uh, unfortunately, the weather condition did not help exactly on the date. Um, the wind was crazy hard, you know, to be able to to do silks, managing the silks was like flying away from you when you have to catch it in a certain moment. Um, that was really stressful. And also, I don't know what happened with the weather and the condensation and the stage was wet, basically.
0: Yeah, it was like so wet. You were slipping on it, but you weren't slipping, but you were sliding on it and it was leaving tracks.
1: Yeah, I felt like I was performing on holiday on ice or something. (laughs) (laughs) So it was crazy. Like I never saw this in my entire life performing something like this before. I never saw. So that was really like it topped up everything with the nerve side for me. So it was really, I was really nervous for that performance.
0: So Alan, talk us through your your preparation for that day. How many times you rehearsed on the stage and
1: what was that day like? So we do have to have our, um, uh, you know, Mark, you've been in the industry before. So uh, we did have to have our uh, tech rehearse, you know, uh, technical prep. Uh, We have to see uh, lighting. So make sure, you know, light is not uh, in your eyes when you need to see where you're going to land. So we did have a lot of uh, rehearsals that day for the technical side, but um, not rehearsals to, to prepare me. For the show because it's a competition so you're not allowed they're not allowed to give you that preparation right so you can basically you can run the tech rehearsal make sure that the technical side of it is good but when it comes to the time of performing you have to just go for it because it's a competition right so there so
0: you, was so you didn't perform the night before at the same time of night so you never had the same like lighting conditions or conditions
1: Oh, we did. Yes, we did have. We did have. That's why they call the attack run. So they they do attack run for their reason to to have the like the night condition uh make sure that my rigger which is also bruno vargas thank you so much for being there for me i know he's amazing uh he was uh flying me and also that made me feel a little bit more comfortable because i really trust him he's an expert on what he does as a rigger so um we have to see for sure if all of this would affect him uh operating the winch too so we did have that
0: Perfect. So tell us a little bit more about that synergy between the rigor and yourself as as artists
1: yeah uh what a lot of people don't don't realize is that um i'm the one of course uh being on a camera and they're showing me on the camera and i'm doing the flights and all of that but also people don't realize that i do have the winch operator with me uh which is also he's performing just as like i am performing too right so um it's very important because we need to be in sync we have to be it's almost like a duet in a way uh because he's his movement has to follow my movement, and we have to be in sync together to create uh, the movement together. So it's really, really important.
0: And how do you relax before a performance? What do you do to keep your nerves at bay and to keep your head focused?
1: I pray. <laughs> I pray. Every time I perform, you know, if it's not on AGT or whatever I am performing before in different venues or theaters, I pray every night. And when the show starts or when I'm about to go on, and I also pray just before my performance. And I always, um, I offer my performance to God as a way to to adore him and to glorify him. So.
0: Perfect. Um. What was the difference between having a live audience in the rehearsals and, and in, in, not in the rehearsals in the audition, and then not having a live audience for the quarterfinals?
1: Yeah, I mean it does play a big, a big difference for sure. Um, to be honest, when you are actually on the AGT uh, stage where we did the results of the of the quarterfinals. Um, that is actually cool because you do have the virtual audience right there. It's insane. It's like the screens all over uh, the entire uh, room, the entire uh, theater and uh, you really feel like the audience are there because they are there live. It, I never seen this technology before in my life. I thought that was really cool. So you do feel the energy of the audience and all of that but because my audition was outdoor because I need the heights to be able to fly high um, there were no audience. They were just um, the crew and the judges there. So um, it does play a big role because I feed off the audience. So whenever I'm doing something that I'm flying in the air or, or any movement that the audience like and they cheer and they scream, it really, you know, lit a fire on me to even like do more and to, to, to perform better. So when you don't have that, it's kind of a little bit odd. But I'm just grateful because, because considering the circumstances with the whole COVID-19 situation, that we were still able to do it, I was just, yeah, thankful for that, so.
0: And Alan, how do you up the game each time? Um, because like this time you had that ridiculous, those those nails. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how, do you, how do you up the game each time to, to, to raise the, the level of the performance?
1: Yeah, because I mean, I, I hear a lot of sometimes I, I hear a lot of the comments of the audience that watch the show and they um, a lot of people, they they do comments like, oh, what else do you think like this person can do if they move on? And even the judges, they are also thinking about that. So I do think that it's important to come up with something creative and different every time you, you come. I mean, I know that you cannot completely switch, you know. 160 degrees to something else um, because at the end of the day I am doing an aerial act and and I will do I'll try my best to do something different within my genre being an aerialist um, just like a singer like a singer will not come back uh, to the next round and and instead of being a singer going to be a dancer now they don't do that a singer is going to be a singer no matter what they're just going to sing a different song to showcase um, a bit more of their singing skill So that's how I think when I come back to the show, I'm going to do another aerial act, but I'm going to do a different act with different elements to showcase uh, my skills as an aerialist.
0: And how important is storytelling within your performance?
1: I think it's very important because... for me, I am happy to to be competing on AJT and and I consider myself a winner even if I don't move past, you know, the semifinals. Uh because for me I just wanna I wanna send a message. I think that's for me like the most important thing that I wanted to do this season. And uh for me to be able to tell my story and, and show people that if they're going through adversities or if they feel different like I do, because I am I'm I am different. I'm three ten, you know, uh because of my size and people judge me a lot because of that. Um and to be able to tell people that being bullied and that they are judged right now, that that it's okay. You know, you can hold your head up high, don't give up, keep going, pursue your dreams and and basically that's the story that I wanna tell. So I think that the story part of AGT it's really, really important because it's a way that you can actually connect with people.
0: And what message would you give those bullies?
1: <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> you know, I think that the bullies, um, I learned something. I learned that the bullies, they're just bullies because they've been bullied before. That's mainly it. Uh, I came across a couple of people that they were actually being bullies uh, with me on social media Uh now, recently, after AGT, and uh, I was just kind to them. You know, I was just kind to them, and I was like, um, "You don't have to be this way. You don't have to." I completely understand what he's saying, and I just understood them, and and I told them, "You don't have to be this way." And I and I told like, "You probably been through something before, and I'm sorry that you've been through something before." Just like I am being through, being like, going through something right now with you. So, and then actually, it's crazy. Like that person opened up, and they're like, "Yes, you're right." um i was bullied a lot when i was a kid and i and i hate people because of that reason and i said you don't have to hate people because nobody is 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 the same like people are different and you don't have to use the same method because you know somebody was like mean to you You don't have to be mean to other people to survive right it's almost like a a defense mechanism and i opened up with that person and that person was like well thank you so much for like really talking to me and and i I apologize if i was like bullying you and and they completely changed so i feel that they were not really um the mean person inside it's almost like a a defense mechanism that they have. Uh, The problem is that they hurt people with that. That's the only problem. And I believe that whatever you put out there is going to come back to you. So if you are a bully person, just think before you say something or offend people or say anything, Um, because nobody's perfect, you know, and I think that I'm sure that you probably been through something before too, you know, so why give the same, you know, hard time to other people that really don't need it. So let's just try to, to think this way and just think that whatever you do is going to come back to you. So let's do good.
2: Thank you. If you have a huge audition coming up and you don't want to search through the same old monologue books, check out performerstuff.com. Our custom search feature lets you narrow down exactly what you're looking for, get a quick preview of the monologue, then print it out. Plus, lots of materials come straight from the playwright so you won't walk in with the same monologue as everyone else. It's the easiest way to get your audition or classroom monologues. Search, preview, print at PerformerStuff.com.
0: Alan, what do you want audiences to feel when you perform to them?
1: I want, I want them, I don't know, I want to be able to, to transport them to a different place where they can somehow forget about their their problems because we all have you know things that we go throughout the day and i just want them to forget about that and to just be you know mesmerized and transport them to a magical place where like wow can people really like fly look like it's flying or and also i want to be able to give people hope and inspire people to you know for some reason they couldn't pursue what they wanted to do in their life to maybe you know after after they see me perform they can inspired again to do something that they really wanted to do it doesn't have to be performing it can be anything in life right so I just hope that I can I can do that when I am performing for people
0: thank you um, you talked on camera at the quarterfinals um, about breaking your neck and uh, yeah. I remember that night well because I was backstage when that happened um, yeah. you move past something like that
1: yeah, it was really hard, Mark. I'm not going to lie. And you remember I was, it took me a year to come back uh, yeah. to the show performing. And uh, it was really hard. It was really a dark moment. Um, and um, even before coming back, they, you guys weren't sure if I could perform again. So I have to say specialist to be able to release me. And I was just thankful because I was praying a lot uh, to be able to, to God give me this blessing of, you know, being able to perform again. Because, it is my identity. I I really identify myself as a performer. I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel happier when I'm performing. Um, When I'm not performing, I'm really on that dark place, unfortunately. Um, So it was really hard recovery. Uh, There were nights that I I, I went to sleep not knowing if I would wake up paralyzed from the neck down because uh, the fracture that I had was an unstable fracture which means that it could move at any time, like the the bone could move at any time. And actually, the bone was very uh, close to my spinal cord. So sometimes I have tingling um, all over my body, down my neck. And there were times that I, I rushed to the doctor in the, in the middle of the night. Uh, my wife, Bethany, uh, she drove me because I wasn't allowed to drive anywhere with the neck brace. Um, and we got there and um, I remember seeing the doctor and he said, yeah, Uh, he said, you're having the tingling because what happened is that uh, your spinal cord swelled up and uh, it was pressing against the bone. So that's why you're having the tingling. And he told me, I never forget, um, it's the salt in your body. When your salt levels in your body um, rise, uh, it will happen. That will happen like the spinal cord will swell up. So, try not to eat salt. So, I have to change my diet. I have to change everything. But uh, it was, it was really, yeah, it was scary. I'm just glad that I was able to recover, and i was so thankful to God for that.
0: What do you think that moment taught you about yourself?
1: I think that taught me that we are nothing, basically. Like we humans, we are. We can be very powerful, but we are nothing because um, in an instant. Everything that you have can be taken away from you uh, and that can goes for anything in your life. So just thought me to be grateful, I guess, be grateful for the moment, for what I have.
0: Well, all I can say is that I look at you then and I look at where you have come to now and uh, you're, you're very inspirational Alan, on a daily basis, you're inspirational. So I'm so glad that America's Got Talent is a platform where you can show more people who you are and what you're made of and inspire them. Um,
1: Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it. And I just hope that, you know, whatever I, I am going through in my life is things that are uh, changing and molding me to be a better person.
0: And and your sixth generation in your family of circus. So tell us a little bit about what growing up in that environment was like. And you have a brother, that Alfredo, that did America's Got Talent four years ago. Right. Four years
1: ago. Yeah, um, I come from the uh, circus family, sixth generation. And um, yeah, I mean, growing up in the circus was hard. I mean, um, you're moving all the time, you don't, you don't have a place, basically. Um, I was, uh, I grew up in a caravan, right? So I don't know how many feet is that. So that was my entire house was like a bathroom, (laughs) you know, size, I don't know, something like that. But um, so, yeah, it was a hard life, but it was a happy life. I don't know, it's hard to explain. Um, It was hard at times, like we didn't have electricity, we didn't have water, uh, we didn't have, friends because we're moving a lot or whenever we would make friends in the city that we were then we have to leave our friends behind and you know it's hard to leave friends when you when you really connect with them and uh, going to school and changing school every two to three weeks so it was really difficult to to you know catch up with school and all of that um there was times that uh, sometimes we would not have an audience depending where we were. So so it was really hard. There were times that I was the only one performing in my entire family and actually uh, providing for everyone, you know, basically to put food on the table. So, so I went through a lot of like, you know, crazy stuff. So hard life uh, in the circus, but there is the community, you know, in the circus that everybody um, watch out for each other. Everybody wants to support each other. just like, you know, in the, in the theater, you have your community. So so there's the, the good part and there's the bad part. But I think, like I said, that, um, I don't know, I hope that that just taught me to be humble and to um, see life in a different way and to don't judge people where they're at and all of that kind of stuff. So. I think that's a little bit of the experience, but I was exposed to a lot of people. So I I think it helped me to be a bit more like street smart, you know, because you meet a lot of people and you have experience with that since kids. So there's the good and then there's the bad. So I guess it just depends how you look at it.
0: And Alan, why do you think circus has become such a phenomenon in the world today?
1: Like a general circus? Because, I mean, um, I feel that, um, unfortunately, I feel the circus right now, it's not, it's so sad to say that because, especially like when it comes to traditional circus, because things has evolved so much, you know, and like the animals in the circus and all of that, you know situation which is for another topic for sure but I think it comes like from the Roman empires you know back on the on the days even the Colosseum right it, like they, they had the gladiators and, and and that already was within you know a performance for the people right people will go and watch them fight and see who's going to survive which is crazy but um, it comes already from that time so imagine how many years is that uh until today things has evolved and into uh the new modern you know companies now doing you know incorporating dance and, and theater and and show lights and things like that in the circus so i think i think people are starving for connection i think people wants to be entertained you know uh because i think people just work so hard and you know uh, take care of family and kids and i think they they need that time for themselves to be transported to another place where they can forget a bit of the day-to-day routine so
2: if you need music for an audition or a voice lesson performer has got you covered performerstuff.com offers not only full music sheets but also 32 bar and 16 bar cuts pre-selected by our on-staff music directors with an intro and easy to read sheet for your accompanist if you need some help practicing you can download an audition bundle with the sheet music a vocal lead and practice track. Plus the audio on the track matches the sheet music so you can walk into your audition knowing exactly what to expect. As always, our search feature makes it easy for you to find what you're looking for. So when you need music, come check us out at performerstuff.com. We
0: talked a little bit before about bullying. How did it feel when Sofia Vergara said that was the performance of a giant?
1: Yeah, I, that really, for me, touched my heart. And I really love when she said that because um, it just came very genuine. Uh, you can say she wasn't trying to say something. She wasn't thinking to say something. It just came out very genuine from her. And uh, I really love that. And it really touched my heart because... Um, like I said, being bullied because of my size, people always look at me differently. And um, I am treated differently when I'm living my day to day life until people see what I do actually flying. And uh, for her to say that, you know, it, it really touched me, I could, you know, I don't know, it just make me feel special. It's not because I want to be a giant. It's just because I, I want to be viewed as a normal person. I don't want to be viewed as a little people. I don't want to be viewed because I feel that we are normal. A lot of people don't understand that we live a normal life. We are human just like everybody else. So um, I don't know. It's just really touching me when she said that.
0: Good. Um, apart from winning America's Got Talent, what are your professional dreams?
1: So winning AGT would be amazing for me. It would be a dream come true. Uh, It would be really amazing. But uh, I feel that I already had accomplished so many dreams in my life. Uh, Working in a big company that I worked before, there was a big dream of mine. But I think that moving on, I would love to to get more into TV things. You know, I think that would be really fun. I think it would be really cool. And maybe, who knows, having uh, my own, like, reality TV thing, show a little bit of my life, my crazy life, the circus life, you know. I think... (laughs) Yeah, I think it can be something really fun and cool that people can see how I live my life and uh, the craziness that happened within my, my circus family. So <laughs> it will be very entertaining. So who or what inspires you? You know, that's a great question. I don't have one thing that inspired me, but living my life, I, I came across so many people that have inspired me. And uh, even if it was in person or if not in person, uh, even when you, when you get to see a video of someone or when you get to... Um, recently, somebody uh, sent me a video of um, a guy uh, actually in Brazil. And um, he was uh, playing the guitar and singing, but he didn't have an arm. So um, that was really interesting because what he did is that he took like a, a um, empty plastic bottle of a like like say soda and he put the the bottle in his arm and um used like a prosthetic and he was playing the guitar with it and uh it was amazing because it sounded like he was playing the guitar with his fingers and that just inspired me just to 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 tell myself you know there's no excuses what's your excuse to do something that you want to do so Good.
0: Um, what advice would you give someone ahead of a large audition or a large performance like AGT?
1: Advice? I think that my advice is be yourself. Just be yourself. Be true to yourself. And uh, people going to love you or not. People have different you know, opinions, different likes, different dislikes. And um, just be true to yourself because on the, at the end of the day, uh, you know, that you did your best that you could, that you were you, that you, you're not going to punish yourself for not being yourself or for not doing what you wanted to do. So that's the advice that I would give.
0: Last question. What does it mean for you to be able to fly?
1: It means a lot. It means a lot because that's how I found my power in a certain way, you know. That's when I, I feel... I feel very powerful. I feel invincible. I feel that I, I don't have anything that is different about me. I don't feel any disability. I don't feel none of those things. I don't feel. So it's just, it gives me the power and it's crazy. And it's what I said in my interview, um, that, you know, it's what gives me power, but it's also what can kill me because it's so dangerous what we do, right? So I really love to fly. Um, I don't know how much longer I can do all of that because we are all aging, right? And it's like sports, you know, when you do sports, you have a lot of injuries and I have a lot of injuries from flying. I I want to be able to do this as much as I can, but I do want to be able to do other things that can still inspire people in the same way.
0: Alan, you inspire me and uh, you inspire our listeners for sure. So thank you for sharing a small part of yourself within our Performer Stuff Pro Series and for helping to keep entertainment alive, nourished and full of hope. And for those watching, please dream big. And while you're dreaming, look out for more Performer Stuff Pro Series coming your way real soon. Thank you, Alan, and uh, we'll be watching to see what happens on the semi-finals. So, thank you and uh, tootle pip.
1: Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you, everybody, for watching.